Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and this is Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. As a mom of four kids in New York City and a writer myself, I know all too well how short everyone is on time, so I'm here to help. I'm going to interview authors and writers of all types about their work, especially as it relates to parenting and family issues. Hopefully you can listen while doing 8 million other things and fall in love with these talented scribes and their fantastic books, essays, and songs like I have, plus get some tips on surviving parenthood. For more about me, you can check out my essays at zibbyowens.com. Please don't forget to subscribe to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And if you can, please leave a five-star rating or a comment. Today's episode has been sponsored by Babo Botanicals. Babo Botanicals offers your family non-toxic and pure hair, skin, and sun solutions created with natural or organic solutions. Their tagline is, family comes first naturally. As an aside, I use Babo for literally all my kids' shampoos, body washes, sun lotions, and even for me too. So definitely check them out at babobotanicals.com, B-A-B-O, botanicals.com. I'm here today with Dylan Lauren. Dylan is the CEO and founder of Dylan's Candy Bar, the giant candy emporium. The Dylan's Candy Bar store in New York City alone is 15,000 square feet and three stories and gets 2 million visits a year. Dylan has opened more than 20 locations um, in airports to freestanding stores. She's launched a lifestyle brand with apparel, cosmetics, home design, strollers, and more. In fact, Dylan's Candy Bar just had a super fun Sweet 16 party to celebrate being in business for 16 years. She recently starred in the TV reality competition show, The Toy Box, which, by the way, my kids were obsessed with and watched, like, every single time. And last but not least, she has written a book, which is why she's here today, called Dylan's Candy Bar, Unwrap Your Sweet Life. A graduate of Duke University, Dylan and her husband live in New York City with their three-year-old twins, who she calls her Twinkies. So welcome to Dylan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I watched your CBS interview from this Valentine's Day and heard that you wrote your entire book while on your BlackBerry on a stepmill at the gym. (laughs) Is that really true? First of all, I love the BlackBerry, and I hope it stays around forever because it's super easy to type on. And yes, I tend to love this. It's the stair mill or the step mill. It's three rotating steps that you feel like you're hiking, but you don't have to be in the wilderness to, you know, so I'm on my BlackBerry, and I can sort of focus more somehow on work than I can just sitting at a desk. Um, And I wrote, yes, I wrote my whole book on that. And, you know, somehow when I'm exercising, whether it's on the mill or running, um, good thoughts come to mind more so than, you know, trying hard to get something out. And um, that was the best method for me. Plus, it was a great aerobic exercise because I didn't, you know, I used my arms too. I didn't just right. hold on. <laughs> it was good. And how did the idea for the book come about? Well, you know, I I have retail stores and I felt like, you know, that's one way of getting people to see this retailtainment fantasy land that um, I, you know, always enjoy. But my mission is to merge fashion, art, and pop culture with candy. And I felt that the book would allow me to show that, like showing, you know, art made out of candy, gifts, you know, made out of candy, um, celebrating holidays with tabletops that you set with candy, you know, centerpieces of candy, fashion week with dresses made out of candy. And, you know, in the store, um, I can't always, you know, it's, you know, it's Easter, it's Christmas, it's Halloween, it's, it's, it's ever changing. But, you know, we take a photo of that and it's not great and it's not as easy to capture. So I wanted um, a medium where I could really show a beautiful photo of what was in my head or a beautiful display shot by a professional that was like a, you know, coffee table keeper sake. 
Yep. The photography is insane. It's amazing in this book. It's a. Uh, it's hard to not be happy looking through this book. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I um, when I was thinking of doing this book, um, you know, some some book companies were like, oh, no, it should be more of just like a, you know, a beach read. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so not what this is. This is about how I see candy and how I want the world to like really be enveloped in the colors of candy. And it has to be a coffee table book. And, you know, with the book industry and some struggles of the scale of coffee table books, the cost of photography, that was like a sort of bone of contention first, firstly. But after presenting these beautiful photos, which people don't usually see candy, I guess, the way Way, you know, I see it, and they were like, "Oh my God, this is an art book. It's not just a, a read about candy and like living a sweet life of, about happiness. It's really about beauty and aesthetics of, of confections." Um, yeah, you say in the book a lot that candy for you is like art. It's a true visual medium mm-hmm. how that has been running in your family forever. And can you tell me more about that and how you see it more as an art form? Yeah, you know, I'm flipping through the book now. There is a hardcover available. Too. I have that too. Okay, I have that make too. sure I give you. I one. have both. No, I have um, both. No, you know, I look at these candies and I hand selected, you know, probably 500 candies in this book from every season over, you know, out of like 7,000 candies from around the world that I thought represented the beauty of candy because. When you look at the saturated colors, um, you know, you look at the translucency of a gummy candy or the patterns on a starlight mint or a unicorn pop or a whirly pop. I mean, they're really beautiful. And for me, it just, it really excites me when I see them. Like, you know, I think, you know, most people when they look at like a red juicy apple or red piece of steak or red gummy candy, you know, it has that, the color really can move you. And I see that in candy. It's like art. And when, you know, we assemble different candies together, they, they pop off each other. And to me, that's what the art is. It's the creation and the assembly, too. And you had said in the book that one influence had been seeing all the different fabrics growing up. Oh, yeah. And having them. Yeah, so my dad, Ralph Lauren, um, definitely inspired me, you know, to appreciate color and design. And I, you know, I, I think I said it's synesthesia where I looked at the fabrics in his jars of, you know, they had these actually they were like candy jars of fabric and I wanted to eat them you know I thought it was candy um I've looked at beads and I thought they were candy you know I see color and I just think it's so beautiful and you know I think just being in a fashion family with a lot of people like my grandfather um, was an artist my cousin's an artist my dad is a designer my brother's a filmmaker I mean everybody's in the art so and my mom does photography It, it all sort of made me um, very tuned in to to candy and its its beauty. So I didn't realize until I read your book that the original launch of Dylan's Candy Bar was right after 9-11. Mm-hmm. And in the book, you say you debated not even opening the store um, because, as you said, I'm going to quote here, New Yorkers, had lo- New Yorkers who had lost someone in the towers came up to me in tears saying, thank you for creating such a happy haven. You obviously went ahead and, and did the launch. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about the stress of that time, the, the decision-making? Right. And- right. Well, you know, I... I think actually to, to, I don't know what I, I forgot what I wrote, but I, I, it wasn't that I didn't um, think I should open the store. It was more that I wasn't sure if all of a sudden, you know, it was September 11th. We were supposed to open literally September like 13th. And we, and I wasn't sure if that was appropriate. You know, it was like, why of all times to open a candy store? It sounds so kind of frivolous, like candy, whatever. So we opened in October, um, which was a better time. I mean, because you start paying 
paying rent and everything. But I, I also knew that, um, you know, that was a time where people were looking for something, um, an escape. And so it was a very depressing time, as you know, like people were getting out of the city. No one was coming to the city. People were just, it was just terrible. And then when I think about it, um, I do think that what I noticed with opening around that time was there was a need for new, exciting, happy things and nostalgic things. And things that were like that in, in New York were the things that people kept people going. And, and, and I felt like our store quickly became a tourist attraction because of that, because you know, it's just, it was, it's a happy escape. And, and I still get that to this day. People come in from the hospital nearby or I, you know, I, people come from make a wish or, you know, they're just brought in for all different reasons. And they're like, I just want to sit in your store. I want to listen to them candy songs. I want to look at them. I'm not even going to eat the candy, you know, so it's really just about the environment. So I feel good about that. So. You say in your book, um, you know, to, to what you were just saying, wouldn't it be wonderful to be a kid forever, to just live in the moment every moment, to not think about work or worries or cavities or calories or cavities? Yes. Well, eating candy can help you do that. If you're depressed, bored, frustrated, or frazzled, I swear it is the savior and age and, and antidote to what ails you. And then you said, for me, candy provides a magical escape back to my past, back to a simpler time when life was all sweet and stress-free. Totally. So mm-hmm. does this always does this always work for you? Do you turn to candy yourself in times the sort of nostalgia vibe going back? You know, it's funny. I I feel like what I wrote there st- has been true my whole life. You know, I think I've been really into gumballs lately, and my one of my first like forays into candy stores was like going to a gumball machine outside the store and trying to get the red gumball and like. My recent like enjoyment of, gum- of gumballs has been like the this this sort of nostalgic feeling of how excited I was to get the red one, how sweet yeah. it was, like chewing on it, like alleviated some stress, and it, and it does now. And I was recently thinking about that. Same with circus peanuts, the marshmallowy ones. Um, lately, that's been my thing, and you know, I it, it's subconscious some of it, and some of it is just like. You know, I just know, like, I love, like, the, you know, it's a, it, it is obviously sugar high, but it's more than that. It's like, I, I am immediately taken back to a time. I'm not like a lollipop person, but, you know, if I smell um, a grape, um, you know, lollipop, I think of, like, my first candy at the doctor's office, and that kind of was not a great, <laughs> great thing. But, I, you know, and I'll have a Tootsie Roll, and I'll think of, like, my best times at camp when, like, Candy Canteen, and that was that. So it does, like, it's a weird sort of subconscious thing that kind of in, in my adult life gets me through. Has there been a time that you can remember where you were just too upset that candy didn't help you at all? Um, definitely. You know, sometimes when you, you know, someone passes away and you just can't eat, <laughs> you know, and you have no, no um, appetite. Um, or if, you know, there have been times I've eaten way too much candy and I don't feel good, <laughs> you know, so everything in moderation. Um, do you think that consumers' interest in candy and, and sort of visiting your store is this hope for regression? Do they? Do you think that feeling more like a kid helps people confront 
life today? Like, do you think huh. that helps? Well, I think there's many reasons people like Dylan's candy bar. Um, and it's not just about the candy. I mean, we do, we're selling sort of lifestyle products. Right. Um, so I think it's the enjoyment, first and foremost, of color. You know, whether it's the candy patterns on the clothing we sell or the candy jewelry. It's the it's the music. Uh, you know, we pay over 200 songs from I Want Candy to, you know, Candy Shop to, um, you know, so people feel like they're in a good mood. Um, there's candy smells in there that are nostalgic. So I think it's the, all the senses are awoken and there's not a lot of retail stores that do that. They're all slat wall. We have literally, you're surrounded by giant lollipop trees and candy cane columns. So it's like being immersed in an, in an environment that transports you, which, which I always loved Disneyland for doing. But, you know, there's a lot of candy stores that, that do nothing for me, and I'm not even hungry when I walk in. So it's that. I do think the the um, childhood memories is, is something that people from around the world can relate to. But I also think just as an adult, you know, our average customers in their late 30s, it's not really... You know, there are people who just still love candy, like they have a sweet tooth. And then there's the people who love salty things, so we have something for them, <laughs> and people who love, you know, we also serve food in our cafe, and we serve candy cocktails. And so it's sort of just... And a, the ice cream is, like, amazing. Thank you, thank you. So there's something for everyone, and it's just, a, I think it's about the happy... Uh, you can, you know, we get the woman, you know, who can normally wear her fur coat to walk in, you know, in, in her jeans and be like, I just want some gummy bears. Like, you know, brings out that in people. So, so I know you get asked this all the time, how you stay so trim oh. despite your obsession with candy. Um, and I know you're a huge workout addict. Yes. I remember yes. the yes. one time we did the like water aerobics. Oh yeah, yeah. Aqua jogging. <laughs> totally. Aqua jogging. Um, so tell me about, if you don't mind, your workout routine now, sure. or how you feel that offsets, um, you know, you're, you know, eating in moderation. Well, the irony is that as much as I love candy, um, you know, I have tons of books on nutrition and I also wanted to um, be a, a gym instructor. <laughs> you know, when I graduated, I got my um, certificate to teach classes because I, I, you know, I was very big into sports um, and I, I love athletics. So, you know, I have a lot of energy. And so naturally I do like to work out. I, it's an outlet for me um, as much as it is to burn calories from eating things. So I, I you know, my routine is I'd say I try to do um, running, which I think is really good. The stair mill, um, spin classes, boxing, those kind of things, maybe three to four times a week. And um, what I don't like as much, but I definitely do is weight training about three times a week. So I noticed that weight training as much as it's not really, you know, that's more for, for me knowing that in my future, I need my muscle tone for, you know, women and mm -hmm. the bones. And I know, I know it's really important. Um, but I also find that has been really good with like, you know, getting rid of water retention, whatever. <laughs> um, so that would be my workout routine. I definitely eat really healthy. I don't like, you know, I don't like complicated food. I like very simple, very healthy vegetables and salads and protein. And I know that when I eat candy, it's not like, it's, I, mean, I used to literally eat like just candy, but I know I have to have the balance, especially um, protein, knowing that the candy is the carbohydrates. So that ratio has to be right. Um, 
And I think your blood sugar can spike if you don't have, you know, the healthy, you know, salmon with the good fats and the good protein and the salad and then, you know, candy in moderation. But I, I, you know, I don't believe in all or nothing. It's never worked for me. So, you know, I just, I think it's just got to pick your favorite things and pick your dates when, you know, whether it's like a handful here or there on the weekends, whatever it is, but the all or nothing, unless it's like, you know, something really you know, if you if you can't if you shouldn't have sugar, you shouldn't have nuts. Like that's a different story. Right, but right. you know, um, so how do you, I know? This sounds like one of these cliche questions. How do you balance it all? Ugh. But really, like, <laughs> do you have anything that particularly helps you get through? You know, the fact that you're managing this growing empire, mm-hmm, basically, mm-hmm. of retailtainment. Your twins. Mm-hmm. Your workouts, how, you know. Right. You know, I think that's the uh, the question I have, like, you know, and I think your podcast actually is something I'm excited to listen to more because I, it's really just learning from other people who are do who are not just not working. Like, you know, I think it's women who work, who have a passion for something, who also, you know, are trying to balance it all. I mean, you know, we have kids, I have my dog, I have my husband, I have my own family who I'm close with, a lot of responsibilities. And, you know, I think um, it's really hard. I, I don't know. I think it's a challenge that um, if you care a lot, then you can't really... Um, I mean, I'm looking at a journal you have. It says, hold on, let me overthink this. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's the story of my life, you know. And it's great to have a, a, a partner, my husband, who's a little more like, don't overthink things, you know. Yeah. Go with your emotion and then, you know, schedule it. Just And luckily, being an entrepreneur, I can schedule my time so that I make sure I get my really quality time in with him, my husband, my my dog, who's my other child, my kids, my my own family. So that's that's something I, I like. But yeah, it's really hard. And I think, um, you know, I really love what I do. So it's not like I'm just doing this because it's, it's my hobby. Like I've always collected candy on my travels. Um, you know, I, I go into my stores and there's tons of stress that comes with it. And it's, you know, that's with every job. And But it's my core passion is is the designing and being in the stores. I mean, the managing of people is, is definitely hard. Um, but working out for me is a great outlet. Um, you know, traveling, being in nature, which is something I, is, I think really key. Um, I'm starting to learn more about where I should be, <laughs> you know, like I don't spend enough time in nature being in New York and running from, you know, one store to another store. Um, and also I, I did take up um, transcendental meditation, which is which has helped. Um, but, you know, it's it's like I think it's really just quality time and trying to focus where you're focusing and not and just knowing like you're not it's like 80 20 rule. The, the overthink it book that I got, I, I am like. <laughs> I feel like particularly with logistics, I don't mm-hmm. know about if that's one of your big issues. For me, the management of like, I'm going to go to this birthday party and then who's going to take this kid? Who can pick up this kid if I'm going to go to this uh, birthday party? And like, Well, so. you are very inspiring to me. I have always looked at you oh, as, as being, so no, I seriously, I mean, I, I only have two kids, you know, and they're the same There's age. no only. There is no only. So. Well, it's it's hard, but you, you're very organized. You know, I think um, what I'm learning to be more tech savvy with spreadsheets and there's some apps with calendars. I mean, I don't really 
use them, but spreadsheets help me a lot with more with work and some of my own personal stuff. Like, um, but yeah, I think everyone has a system, but it's kind of like what I'm even doing this weekend is stepping back because I now have to, my kids are now going to real, like whatever yeah, it's called, yeah. the next school, yeah. <laughs> not the playgroup, yeah. not the playgroup anymore. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, it's like the new year for me, even though we're all out of school, I want to yeah. think of the summer and, and the new school year as a new year for me. So really sitting back and saying, what, what works for me? Like, you know, should my weekends be when I'm in nature or should they be when I'm in the city or should it be when I'm taking my kids to a class or should, you know, like, what is it that makes me happy and when, and when do I have the energy for that? And when am I pushing myself? Like really thinking about it, you know, versus just going in every week, like, like you with a chicken with their head cut off, which is like what happens. That is, that is, you just described, that is me. Like the chicken. I show you. <laughs> and someone sent me a, like one of those uh, memes of, of Kermit the Frog yeah. um, with their head spinning. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> every, I think everybody, no matter what they, if they work or don't work, they have a, a phase that where it gets really hectic. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe I made it through phases like moving apartments. <laughs> like right. that was one. Yeah. See oh, that? That's so funny. You know, like every phase, you're like, how did I get through it? So I don't know. Massage helps too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know. The key point that I just took away from that is you're saying, like, just be more deliberate about it. Like, mm-hmm. think it through. Think, mm-hmm. Like, analyze it and then do it. Because yeah. it's so easy just to, like, flow into another weekend. Like, no, no. should we go see Peppa Pig or not? Versus, right. like, what is going to actually make all of us happy? Yes. Um, and it's funny, like, for, for, for me, like, I, you know, some things that don't make me happy are, like, getting, like, I'm waking up way too early just to get a workout class. And I'm like, can, do I really have to work out first thing in the morning? Like, I want to work. I know it's good for me, but like, can I do it later in the day? And how does that affect it versus going through every week, like in the book, you know? Um, that's awesome. Uh, will you tell me a little more? I know you have all these passions with your nonprofits Mm -hmm. too, and animals and your love of bunnies. Yes. You uh, remember (laughs) bunnies. So can you tell me a little more about that? Sure. So when I was younger, um, I had two pet bunnies, chocolate and vanilla, who you know about. And I also currently still have a collection of over 3000 rabbit stuffed animals. I have a passion for rabbits and always animals. Um, I now, um, you know, have a dog who's six years old, who's a rescue from Puerto Rico through a shelter, um, MCSPCA, um, named Jersey. And, you know, in the process of, of adopting Jersey and through my love of animals and through just understanding that having um, a, a, a something bigger than just your you or your business, I, I wanted to start a foundation that I personally was passionate about. My parents are very philanthropic and, you know, they have causes, but they also love animals. And so for me, um, I started Dylan's Candy Barn, you know, which which is my company's foundation and my foundation, um, really with the focus to change the stigma of, um, you know, adopting a pet versus going to a pet store or breeder because I I mean I've done a lot of research on it the the store the animals that are adopted are really of the same caliber if if anything I do believe people who have adopted do see that the dog is very grateful there's like something um, very special about it so it's to get these dogs out of um, shelters and into homes and also to get rid of the abuse of animals and the, um, you know, there's a lot of countries that do not believe that, you know, dogs are pets, they they shoot them. And Jersey came from a, a, a country that actually was abusive to animals. Um, they don't spay or neuter, so there's an overpopulation, and then literally kids are throwing rocks at them. They think so they're... Awful. 
So Dylan's Kenny Barn is is something um, I'm strongly passionate about. So we we have partnered with you know um, Humane Society, ASPCA, Best Friends, and so throughout our stores um, we are doing adoption events um, where we'll have about 25 dogs or cats or rabbits lined up. Um, you know, with the shelter, where so people can actually play with the animals. They don't have to go to a shelter, which some people don't feel comfortable doing, and um, they can adopt on the spot. And um, we're doing something, you know, in Chicago with Paws, where that was our bit. We had like forty dogs adopted literally that day. You can take them home, and um, these shelters are just amazing. And and the. It's just a great feeling. So I, I feel strongly about it. So. It's so great. It's so Thank great you're doing you. That. So what is coming next for you? I know mm-hmm. you're expanding the, the candy bar. You yeah. keep going into all these different areas and yeah. merchandise. And it's, it's yeah. what's, what's next? What's so we just launched um, two things. We launched a um, baby collection with Aiden and Anae, mm-hmm. which is like muslins with candy patterns, which literally is coming out now. And we just launched, um, it's actually coming out soon, William Sonoma dinner, where party, you would like it actually, yeah, like cake stands. Um, So those two partnerships, um, we have coming out a partnership with Greece for their, I guess, 40th anniversary. I'm trying to think. Um, And so it's always like pop culture. You have the Mean Girls line now? Yes, Mean Girls. We had actually out a few years ago, we relaunched it because of the play. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you could buy a Calteen bar, (laughs) you know, or on Wednesdays we wear pink um, clothing. So there's those items and partnerships. Um, And then there is, uh, in our chocolate, we are launching a very high-end collection called Gold Collection for really, you know, chocolate, real connoisseurs. And for people who are health conscious, we have um, a very healthy um, treat yourself collection, which is somewhat vegan, nut-free, allergen-free candies, um, which we sell to Whole Foods, and it's been extremely successful, so we're doing that. Um, In terms of stores, we are reopening East Hampton for for the uh, summer, which has great ice cream and and just great candy. And we're we're opening, um, hopefully, Hawaii, Dubai. And, um, and I'm looking at London. Those are like the focuses. And then there's always the, you know, we're on the lookout for flagships in major cities where like San Francisco, we still don't have a store. Um, you know, smaller cities like Boston. We're, we're not, we don't want to be all over the country. Um, we want to be in select cosmopolitan areas with a lot of foot traffic. Um, and then I'm also just doing, you know, just other projects. Like I, you know, I would like to come out with a different book, yeah, which we could talk about. Um, and, you know, I've been approached to do several big picture projects that, you know, are sort of in the works, but it keeps me busy and, and, um, I can't remember what else we're doing. I mean, those are big. Uh, I, I so. mean, I think that's enough. That's I, yeah. how you keep it all straight. That's it's really impressive. Know. It's impressive. Thank you. But you know, it's funny. Like honestly, like 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 you probably with writing and the podcast. Like it's sort of to me the outlet from my real life. Like yeah. if I'm designing a store and literally taking and saying, should I put candy cane columns on this fixture or lollipop columns or jelly beans? Like it's so fun. It's it's like my form of art. So. I don't think it's work sometimes, which is good. I was, I was uh, talking to my mom yesterday, and I was mm-hmm. sort of upset. I, you know, this week has just been particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, do you think this is the wrong time to maybe be doing a podcast and trying to write a book and all this stuff?" Yeah. And I wanted to say, like, that is what's getting me through this time. That's yes. not making this time hard. Like, it's I, hard having four kids and all the different uh, issues that come yeah. with it. But you know, writing for me and candy and color and all this for you, like. 
people, right. if you have an outlet or exercise or whatever, yes. I think, you know, being too in it, you just need some sort of escape. Totally. And I can't, you know, honestly, this weather, I mean, I literally can only count three days that it's it was good horrible. this spring. I know. I'm like, I can't even face it. I can't. I don't <laughs> think anyone's been in a good mood, so you're not alone. And I am, you know, I on the other thing, I you know, I do love astrology and, you know, that kind of outer world thinking. And I do believe, like, there's an energy. <laughs> it's not yep. just about politics or... Yep. Your personal thing. I think there's so many people are saying the same thing about certain times of year that you're not alone and you should feel better. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, well, Dylan, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time. I know you're yeah. so busy. So, um, no, thank so you. Yeah. Get a chance to talk to you in this format. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, good. Okay, thanks so much. Just a reminder that today's episode has been sponsored by Babo Botanicals, B-A-B-O Botanicals, um, all natural skin and hair and sun products for moms and kids. Uh, please subscribe to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, um, and if you can, leave a five-star rating or a comment. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>